Hi everybody and welcome back to Descending Consciousness Podcast. I'm your host Ant and you join me today for episode 112 entitled 2022 Humanity at the Crossroads. So first of all I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas uh, during this Yuletide season and uh, I wish you all a very um, prosperous and peaceful New Year. And just want to thank you all for your support um, during the last 12 months, yeah, during 2021. It's been a good year, discerning consciousness. I've um, really expanded and spoken to some really interesting and uh, fascinating people and managed to, um, yeah, uh, form new allegiances. And yeah, it's been, it's been really, it's been really good. So, um, yeah. Hopefully good things for the uh, year ahead as well on this podcast. So today, uh, what I want to talk about really, as you can see from the title, is um, the critical point that humanity, that we find ourselves in right now, on the cusp of the new year 2022. And we're faced, faced, I should say, with this really important question. Do we, do we want to be free or, or live as slaves? Because we really are, 2022 is going to be perhaps one of the most pivotal years in, in certainly in recent uh, history. So it could be a case of we need to buckle up because it could be, uh, could be quite, a, quite a bumpy ride. And um, as we know, we can no longer live in denial at the seriousness of the situation we're facing. I'm sure you're all very much aware of that. And uh, don't uh, I don't mean that uh, lightly, and I certainly don't mean to spread any fear or doominess. Because um, on the one hand, there is much fear and anxiety about how tyrannical governments across the world might make their next move, and and what that will look like for us as citizens. And again, it does vary from country to country and from region to region within our own individual countries and where you're listening to from today. But at the same time, the yin with the yang and the yang with the yin. But at the same time, we live with extreme hope and excitement. I know I do, because we're aware that the control system is literally disintegrating at, at, at a frightening speed. And again, that does depend where, where you live in the world and, and what that looks like. I can only really speak from a, from a UK perspective, but of course I... Um, I do monitor quite closely what's going on in, in, in the rest of Europe and Canada and the United States and, uh, and New Zealand and Australia, of course. So um, there is that possibility that a better world, a more conscious, just a sane world could be within our grasp. And I pose the question, dare, dare we dream that it might be a possibility in the midst of all the crazy covid turmoil and gaslighting and just uh, lies and it really is an affront to um, intelligent sensitive people it's, it's hard to take and unfortunately here in in england on the south coast of the uk the mask mandates are back in force and you go out and you have to see people wearing their little slave muzzles on their faces and it really is disheartening to see but just to furthermore with this idea of a better, more conscious world becoming a, a possibility, we know that, like to use the analogy of the birth of a newborn child, for the mother 
it's extremely stressful. Uh, the labour, uh, the labour pains, extremely painful, and it's painful for the father to watch uh, the mother go through this. Uh, but it is necessary if we're going to birth this new society. And unfortunately, though, we can't avoid the fact many of us are going to go through extremely painful psychological, emotional, and uh, physical pain. It's really going to hit us all hard. And those of us in the conscious communities who are trying to uh, live in a more open, true, honest way, trying to walk our path, find our dharma and live our dharma, I think it's going to hit us um, just as hard as the so-called uh, so uh, normies, if you like. Now, unfortunately, it can't be avoided. We've got, to, we've got to break through the shell of restriction and delusion can't be avoided and it is for a greater good and um, I don't see it say this lightly perhaps you may or may not agree but I think a lot of souls uh, will will be exiting this earth plane in the coming years and that could be from that could be from the needle craft it could be from um, mass uh, could be from massive earth changes earthquakes could be from asteroids or we just, we just don't know at this time, but I think that is inevitable. We've reached, as I say, the title Humanity at the Crossroads. We really have reached the critical juncture or critical point. And the control system and all the interlocking power structures and organisations, as we know, they're going to do their best to resist this process, this, this uh, quickening, if you like, this... Uh, the awakening process as the energies on planet Earth, as I've spoken about a lot, on descending consciousness as they intensify. And I'm sure we're all experiencing lots of um, kind of physical side effects from that uh, process, symptoms, I should say. But the system is going to stand firm. And much like a cornered animal, it may well strike out and lash out uh, at, um, at its population. And we're seeing that, as I spoke about last time, in terms of um, Covid uh, needlecraft mandates being made uh, being made uh, compulsory in countries like Austria and other countries um, following. But what we need to remember, point I want to important point I want to make in this segment of uh, today's episode is that remember that all these organisations from NATO to the United Nations to the World Health Organisation, even to Foundations like um, and organisations like the Council on Foreign Relations, the Bilderberg Group, the Fabian Society, all these interlocking uh, interlocking groups that form part of the, the the global cabal of control or the New World Order, they're all staffed and manned at the lower levels by so-called ordinary people. At the end of the day, now we know because of the, the pyramidic nature or structure of control. They have no idea what's going on, much like um, many bank managers, I'm sure, don't know how fractional reserve banking works. Um, so it's just a need-to-know process. But what we've got to remember is that all these organisations, yeah, there's still people just like you and me that work in these organisations. So that does give me hope. Um, but during this time, again, as I've said a lot on discerning consciousness, we really, we, our, bus, our buttons are going to be pushed. I know, I know, mine are more and more. I know mine will be at Christmas because a lot of I'll be the only one out of my family that's 
chosen to not partake of the needle craft and that's going to bring up a, a lot of historic feelings of feeling segregated perhaps if we've always felt like the black sheep of the family and we've chosen not to partake of needle craft that's going to bring up feelings you know when we were a child and maybe we felt excluded and we maybe we felt like an outsider so we're going to have to deal with that during the Christmas and New Year period that's going to be, bring up a lot of um, uncomfortable feelings but really we've experienced that for the last two years so we're probably quite used to it by now so we need to remain firmly grounded whilst knowing during 22, 2022 so I should say that anything could still happen um, dr extremely dramatic events that could that could shake the earth and its people to its core and that might be that might be you know really um, good things like shocking revelations that um, of truth that meander and perme permeate out to the world's population we just don't know but excuse me that's people walking by in the background some children that's what the noise is <laughs> but in terms of covid-19 we know the covid the sorry the mainstream media's attacks on so-called anti-vaxxers conspiracy theorists extremists covid deniers covid refuseniks right wing etc right wingers etc will only increase and become even more hostile and totally irrational because the go the globalists and their national government minions or puppets political puppets they can't back down now otherwise the scam is over and all is revealed they have to almost um, they have to double down and we're seeing that now uh, as I said before just then about the imposition of um, the imposition of making the, the uh, needle craft compulsory so they are backed into a corner it continues to be an extremely risky strategy really that relies on maintaining a hostile division between the needle the needle crafted as I call it and um, and the organics the non needle crafted but all is definitely not lost not lost excuse the plane overhead because hopefully more and more members of the general public are going to wake up to the scam especially if yet another so-called variant we now have the Omicron or moronic if you prefer or rightly entitled is pulled out of the hat requiring another booster shot starting next spring I don't think the globalists and all their willing foot, foot soldiers can keep this going for much longer. And as we know, everything has an expiry date, especially a scam and, and a lie as intense as this. But at the same time, the light is contained within the darkness and the trauma of COVID-19 is forcing all of us to face our shadow and unheal, unheal trauma often springing from childhood wounding. We tend to avoid making these challenging journeys of selfhood and genuine healing because it's extremely difficult and painful process. But we are compelled to give up falsehoods that we believe about ourselves. And during stressful times, like these times during COVID times, it's all too easy to fall into self-sabotaging behaviors. I know I have been recently especially if you feel isolated and unfulfilled. So in many ways, we're not only in a war for the survival of organic human beings against the push for transhumanism and posthumanism, but we're also in a battle for our own souls. And unlike traditional warfare, where the enemy is uh, totally visible, um, 
in some ways this war is even more challenging than traditional wars because we can't see the enemy. This means that we have to use extremely stealthy tactics. There are no existing coordinates or strategies we can use. We're having to formulate our approach as we go along on the fly, so to speak, and live life by the seat of our pants. So we must, at this time, we must never yield to the tyranny being imposed by governments across the world, because if we do, then we're effectively, we are colluding with evil. And I don't mince my words there. We need to hold firm in the line, in the face, I should say, of extreme provocation, because this really is the end goal or the last phase of the New World Order, which I'm sure many of you, like me, have known about, have read, have discussed. And it is it is kind of, um, in one way it's shocking, but in a kind of, in a perverse kind of way it's good, because it's, we should feel vindicated that we're not crazy um, conspiracy theorists, that a lot of our research has and does have legit le legitimacy, sorry I should say, and that we've proven to be true. So we should give ourselves, um, we should really give ourselves uh, a, big, a big pat on the back. And yeah, like I was saying, we need to hold the line in the face of extreme government provocation and unfortunately people in our personal lives who might be trying to provoke us who uh, who uh, take offence at, 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 our, at our, our viewpoint but as in any war like I was saying even a metaphorical war some of us are not going to make it and we're going to have to sacrifice our physical vessel for the greater good of humanity and as I was saying before I'm not mincing my words here, I don't say that lightly, because I think that is inevitable. We're at the end of a particular Kali Yuga cycle, the end of a particular epoch in human history. So there are some people who are going to have to make, unfortunately, the ultimate sacrifice. I know, I know, that, is a, I know that is a really scary fault, but unfortunately I think that's, that's, um, that's the position that we're in right now heading into, as I say, humanity at the crossroads, heading into 2022. So could, just the first thing I want to speculate on uh, in today's episode is, could 2022 be the year of the banking reset and the collapse of the fiat monetary system to replace to be replaced by um, a digital currency? Now, if you think about it, it would, um, it would be the perfect time in terms of the globalists and the elite control structures, because... Humanity is already traumatised uh, through the COVID-19 event. So if they were to wipe out people's uh, bank deposits and, um, you know, if you saw wide-scale bank, bank closures and bank bail-ins, I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in a moment, I think the next few years would really be the ideal time because they are running out of time to implement the new word order. So, yeah, as I was just saying, we might see bank bail-ins. And if you think about it, don't lockdowns make a lot more sense in the scenario of um, of a banking reset where they press the reset button? That's all we've heard, haven't we, from the World Economic Forum, um, the reset, the great reset. Well, maybe stage two is the banking reset. And imagine if people can't access their accounts online and then they and then, of course, if they're locked down, they can't. They can't visit their branches to demand that they get their money. Um, so, yeah, I was thinking about this the other day, actually. I think lockdowns are serving many purposes, 
not just to psychologically break people, not just to divide us from one another at a time we should be all joining together, but also just to keep people in their homes to stop them rebelling if there was um, a banking crisis, uh, a deliberate, <laughs> a planned banking reset and banking closures. Because, yeah, on the one hand, lockdowns have helped to create more fear and anxiety in the population. They've also designed to make people more compliant to the outrageous demands of government. Uh, and could it also be that they will be used to prevent social unrest in the event of a banking reset? should people be unable to access their money for a number of days. It could also help to explain the alarming increase in police powers to, to detain people under spurious allegations, which are known as emergency police powers. And I think, um, yeah, I was just saying, I think the banking reset was always going to be the main, the main event. All roads were leading to this, to this point, really. And... In the light of that, I just want to bring your attention. Uh, I just want to bring your attention to some, some really quite important news with regards to banking, uh, the change in banking regulations. So, from this January the first, or I should say, twenty twenty two next year, we have something called the Basel Free. That's B A S E L. That's a town, probably may or may not be a word in Switzerland. Basel Free Bank Supervision Regulations. And they're going to be adopted by the BIS, which stands for the Bank for International Settlements. Now, so why am I talking about banking? Why is Ant talking about this quite dry subject? Well, it is quite significant, really, because um, this is made in response, a rather delayed response, to the banking crisis from 07 to 2010, the, the, the uh, subprime crisis, as it became known in the United States, where effectively the banking system to all intents and purposes totally uh, collapsed really and it's just been propped up with injections of um, so-called uh, monetary injections since then of fake money. So this this new Basel III bank supervision uh, regulation re relates to the amount of gold that banks can hold on their balance sheet because uh, up until this point they've been able to use paper contracts rather than physical gold and these paper contracts count as actual physical deposits of gold. But the paper contracts will no longer be accepted as an equal asset. They will no longer be seen, in other words, as an equal value to um, a bar of gold or an ingot of gold, I should say. So obviously banks are going to have to convert a lot of paper contra contracts into physical gold in order not to be in breach of the guidelines. So what this could mean for customers, unfortunately, is that we could have um, something called bank, bank bail-ins. And this means, if you're not aware, where a bank normally closes up to about two to three days. And then when it reopens again, people can access their funds, but they've, they've um, lost, you know, say, a percentage up to 10 to 20 percent of their money on deposit. And there's nothing that they can do. Now, this happened in Cyprus. I can't remember. A good few years back now. The banks close. And then, uh, as I was saying, yeah, the customers lost a percentage of their money. So there is a precedent for this. And as we know, in the last two years, lots of things we never thought possible would happen. We've seen materialise. A good example is compulsory needlecraft mandates. So the other thing that could happen is that a proportion of people's money on deposit uh, after the banks are, are reopened, it could be that that 
isn't converted into shares in the same bank. Well, that's obviously going to piss people off because those shares, if the banks have closed, the share values are going to plummet. So, yeah, go and check out the new regulations for yourself. I mean, it's debatable the degree to which they're going to be, um, they're going to be, they're actually going to be properly administered and that the banks are going to stick to them. But I think you agree, it's, um, it is very, very interesting and, and uh, slightly alarming. So maybe it might be worthwhile to have a little bit more cash wherever you are in the world, you know, just in case the banks are closed so you can go out and buy goods as normal. But it's, um, yeah, it's worth, um, I think it's worth looking at it in more detail because uh, I think we are, I think it's quite likely in the next few years, not necessarily 2022, that we could see a shift to a digital currency. And I think it will happen very quickly overnight. It will be like, it will be like a, a light switch moment. I don't think there'll be slow moves towards a digital currency. I think it will happen very, very quickly and it will catch um, a lot of people by surprise. So watch out for that and don't be surprised if we see that in 2022. But by the same token, don't be fearful. Don't take, you know, thousands of um, thousands of dollars or whatever currencies in your country and have it as paper currency under the, under the under the bed because that's probably not wise if you get robbed. But just be prudent. Maybe like I do, I've got a few hundred pounds in cash just to see me through for a few days if the banks are closed. Don't so don't be surprised if we do see a banking reset. I certainly wouldn't during 2022. So what I want to look at now is move on to um, the more spiritual dimension of the coming year. Uh, and I think a common theme or phenomenon that we're all likely to encounter, that's the intensification of the polarisation on the planet. So why, why is this polarisation occurring on a kind of more spiritual, hyperdimensional level? Well, it's partly due to the dark forces who, who um, are said to occupy the higher dimensions. Uh, are attempting to delay or forestall, I should say, the inevitably planetary ascension. But there is absolutely nothing they can do. And again, I think I've said on Discerning Consciousness, please do check out the work of um, Ian Lungold. And he's a brilliant, well, he's passed away now, fortunately, but he was a brilliant, uh, a brilliant Mayan researcher. And he talks about this time with amazing accuracy. So yeah, check out his work. And um, yeah, the energy, so the energies impacting the planet impacts all of us, irrespective of our spiritual development. So what happens to people, so-called normies, who aren't interested in spiritual matters? So when the energies are not fully integrated into the human vessel and our energetic centers, so what happens to these people who are not working through the process of integration? So, in other words, the types of people who are unaware of this process, well, it's likely for these people, I think what we're going to see in the coming year is it's likely to see an increase in mental and emotional blockages leading to, unfortunately, a huge increase in physical diseases. So it's not just going to be so-called side effects from the needle craft. I think just generally we're going to see a lot more... Um, a lot more disease and ill health in the physical realm because the energies of the old world need to be released and cleansed before the new energies can be fully integrated into the new crystalline DNA uh, structure basically we're being upgraded as we know 
Now this simulation process, like I was just saying, I think that's definitely going to excel accelerate um, during um, 2022. I think uh, it's definitely, um, we're going to experience more and more of these so-called uh, ascension symptoms. Uh, I know I've been uh, experiencing bouts of sickness. You might hear in my voice, I've got a, a mild chest infection at the moment. So I think we're all going through the blender, all going through the mincer in terms of our physical health as we integrate these new energies. And yeah, it's definitely going to intensify. I think that's one thing we can be sure of in um, 2022. Um, so what would my advice be, Ant's advice during these unsettling times going into 2022 is to continue to reach out to people in your local community. I know it's difficult because I, I often personally feel a strong desire to minimise well, my contact with with mainstream society and people within mainstream society because it can be really painful to see mass compliance to all the crazy Covid rules and um, but um, I think a, a biblical quote here is quite quite helpful it comes to mind uh, and that is forgive them father for they know what forgive them father for they know what they know not what they do sorry get my teeth in there and I think that's a very um, very appropriate quote at this time because we are in the midst of a lot of pushback um, and here in the UK we are seeing a lot of people refuse to get the booster jab and they might be double needle crafted but there are I'm seeing on Twitter a lot of people saying well I'm double jab but I'm definitely not having the booster and my own personal anecdotes so there is definitely more and more of a pushback but at the same time, unfortunately, we are witnessing mass delusion compliance, especially after nearly two years. It can feel soul crushing for sensitive and intelligent people, and especially when they are friends and family members and they are going along with it all. And again, they might be intelligent people and you think, well, had they, as I've spoken about before on, on discerning consciousness, it does make you wonder, had they been inducted into some sort of religious uh, or, or, or a kind of the COVID cult it is, it is very, very disturbing. But we have to try and raise, raise ourselves above um, feelings of uh, hopelessness and remember that we have an important role to play during these extraordinary times, no matter how small or modest that might be. It might just be uh, to anchor in the new energies, to be a nodal point, if you will, it might be to get out material online. It might be to just be a good human being, to be patient and honest and true and to, to stand firm and to, to be a beacon of light and consciousness to those around you. Um, yeah, it could be that, um, you know, our also just our level of consciousness inspires those we come into contact with to embrace life and, and follow their own dharma and passion and uh, yeah to really come alive because I think there's this as I said at the beginning there is this um, there's a real division now between those who want to shut themselves down those who want to pander to, to their fears those who don't want to don't want to express themselves out in in the world they don't want to live their truth don't want to be an expansive human being against those who really the likes of us I would assume who want to do the opposite because we know 
in terms of the energies and, and the development on this planet, this is an amazing time for conscious, lucid human beings. There are more and more, there is a, a quickening. And I know in my own life, more and more synchronicities that are taking place. So we need to, um, we need to remain uh, aware of that and, and not, and not hide our, and not hide our light, our light under a bushel, so to speak. And to, to make sure that we do share our light. And I know, as I was just saying, I know it is really difficult if we face, um, when we face opposition out there in the world, but the answer isn't to hide ourselves away. We need to, we definitely need to, we definitely need to make sure that we, um, that we share our light. And that would be the key message, key message today um, from this particular episode. It's not to feel dispirited, certainly during, during the festive season, and to make sure that we keep our spirits up. So thank you all for listening to today's episode. Rather short and sweet. I just thought I would... Um, just thought I would uh, put an episode out there and uh, and say hi and uh, give you a little bit of uh, positive encouragement as we're coming into the festive and the new year season. So yeah, as I said at the beginning, I hope you are all doing well and thank you all again for your support. And if you uh, would like to contact me or or connect with me, best way to do that is my email address, which is quite easy really, is uh, DC podcast at gmx.com so you can email you can email me there and uh, yeah just finally as always if you uh, if you're enjoying my content if you can share it amongst your friends and family that'd be great and also if you could um, share it on your own preferred social media platform that would be that would really help me out help to get my message out there so thank you all again for taking the time to listen today and I'll speak to you all again very soon. Bye bye for now.